Welcome to Pause, Reflect, and Learn with Katie. I'm happy you're here today. In this episode, we are going to discuss the pre-MAC principle. But before we get started with today's topic, here's a question for you to think about while we open the show. Despite what we are usually told, dogs are not completely colorblind. What colors can they see? Well, we'll be right back with the answer and today's topic. Today's question was, dogs are not completely colorblind. What colors can they see? And the answer is, they can see shades of black, white, blue, and yellow. Did you guess correctly? Well, we thank foundanimals.org for today's trivia question. So let's get started with today's topic, pre-MAC principle. So what is it? The theory is named after the originator, psychologist David Premack. The PREMAC principle states that a higher probability behavior will reinforce a less probable behavior. So broken down to simple dog training theories, if you do this, then you will get that. It's also referred to as grandma's rule. If you eat your vegetables, then you can have dessert. But we actually use this principle in a variety of ways when training dogs. So if you sit quietly, then you will get out of the crate. If you sit patiently, I will put your harness and leash on. If you drop the ball, then I'll throw it again. If you walk by my side, you will get to play with dogs in the dog park. It sounds familiar, right? If the dog fails to respond, then he does not get the reward. So using the principle of ball playing, if the dog does not exchange a low probability behavior, which is dropping the ball, then you will not engage in the high probability behavior, which would be you throwing the ball so the dog can chase it. This principle may not work right out of the dog training gate. And here are a few reasons why you may fail at first. Number one, make sure that the high probability behavior is fitting for the behavior you are looking for. For example, a dog will sit quietly in exchange to get out of the crate. However, you may struggle getting the dog to sit quietly going into the crate. Why? In most cases, going into the crate is not something the dog truly wants. However, getting out of the crate is something a dog normally desires. Two, the same is true when it comes to affixing the leash and harness. If the dog does not enjoy taking a walk, they may not provide the behavior you're looking for. And another reason your dog may not respond is if you're asking for too much from your dog. So let's say that you're bringing your dog to the dog park or doggy daycare, and you decide that your dog must go into the down command and remain in that command until after you lock the gate leading into the play area. If this is not a behavior that your dog knows well in various settings and levels of distraction, your dog will likely fail and become frustrated in this situation. So in this example, you must begin by teaching your dog the down stay in a low distraction situation. And of course, this is done by shaping behavior. And if you go to an earlier episode, I believe it's episode three, you'll learn about shaping. Once the dog fully understands the down command and the duration requirements, you should slowly introduce it when waiting for a treat. Then put the dog in the down while he's waiting for a meal. 
then exiting the house while working outdoors. You're slowly adding distractions, putting the dog in a downstay when people pass, when bikes pass, when other dogs pass, you know, all different settings. And once he's mastered the command in these settings and these situations, gradually prepare him to wait in that down command at the dog park. And of course, this goes the same for the sit command. So, In addition to shaping, you're also generalizing a behavior. So again, if you go back and listen to episodes three and episodes five of this podcast, you will learn exactly how to shape a behavior and how to generalize it. Now, how can you use this theory in dog training? Well, here are some tips. One, create a list of activities that your dog enjoys. Two, make a list of behaviors that you want to instill in your dog. Three, Pick an activity from list one, which is a list of activities your dog enjoys, and then pick a behavior from list two, which are the behaviors that you want to instill. Number four, make sure the low probability behavior is appropriate for the high probability behavior. If it doesn't work, go back and review some of the troubleshooting tips that I've given you earlier in this podcast. Your dog desires life rewards, and the pre-MAC principle can create a cooperative dog because you've elicited a response from him. But if you're struggling to use this method, observe your dog and see what he values. Is it a chew bone, a game of Frisbee, a car ride, or daily walks? Once you discover what your dog values, you will be able to get to work. So try it out. We'd love to see your success. And you can join our interactive Facebook page, which is Dog Training Geeks, to show off your work and learn everything about dog training. And of course, if you have any questions, you can ask us there. We have taken time in this podcast to learn. Now let's reflect. So today's reflection is for dog trainers. Being a professional isn't about not making mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Get over it. Get over yourself. Being a professional is about how you handle those mistakes. And today's reflection comes from Mark Goldberg. So Mark Goldberg's advice is spot on, and it's something that as dog trainers we need to remember. This is why it's important for all aspiring dog trainers to work hands-on with numerous dogs. The ability to train your own dog is not enough. If you are looking to work in the field of dog training, volunteer at dog shelters and dog rescues. Offer free dog training to your friends, to family, and neighbors. Everyone wants a better behaved dog. ISCDT is here to help too. Visit us at iscdt.com to learn more about our hands-on dog training programs. We offer both online and in-person classes. Okay, before we go, let's cover our final dog tip of the day. When it comes to dog training, changing a dog's behavior takes time, especially since most of the time we, or the dog's previous owner, taught the dog that negative behavior. Behaviors such as puppy nipping, mouthing, jumping, barking, and pulling on walks will take longer to teach than it will to teach paw and sit. The same is true when you suddenly change a behavior that was okay with you for a period of time. For example, the dog sleeps with you, but now your new partner doesn't like the dog on the bed. 
It's going to take a while to get that dog to stop coming into your bed every night. Likewise, I recently met someone who found it funny that their dog barked at the TV. While it's cute right now, it is going to soon get annoying. So rather than allowing this behavior to continue because it is a negative behavior, that he should stop the behavior now. The longer he waits, the longer and more difficult it will be to stop that behavior. Tis the season, so before we sign off for today, I wanted to let people know ways that you can help shelter dogs this season. Novastar is a rescue located in Dover, Arkansas. They are kicking off their annual Santa Paws event on Facebook, and here's how it works. They post pictures of each of the pups in their care, along with that dog's Christmas wish list. Now, you and I both know what the dog would love most is their own home. And if you are looking for a dog, I encourage you to check out the dogs in their care. But for the dogs who may not have that wish granted in time for Christmas, they would like to make Christmas special by letting the dogs receive gifts. So please visit Nova Star's Facebook page so that you can see all the pups listed and you can learn the items that are on their wish list. And hopefully you will be able to act as their secret Santa. Now, if you are unable to find a dog or you would just like to make donations, you can send treats, toys, coats, or beds, and they will be distributed amongst the dogs. Novastar would like to thank all the people who continuously help their dogs in some way. It is always greatly appreciated. So if you're interested in sending donations, you can send them to Novastar at 14682 Highway 3. 333 Dover, Arkansas 72837. I will include their address, their Facebook page, their contact information in the show notes. I just want you to know that Novastar, along with a few other rescues, acquired around 70 dogs from a rescue who abandoned their animals. About 80% of the rescued dogs are heartworm positive and it costs them around $400 to treat each dog. If anyone would like to sponsor a dog going through treatment, that would also be greatly appreciated. You can contact Novastar at 501-920-7311. Again, Novastar greatly appreciates every single person who helps them and the dogs in their care. If your rescue or dog shelter is hosting an event or would like us to share dogs on our podcast, we'd be happy to do so. Email me at katie, K-A-T-I-E, at iscdt.com. Share that information with me and I will include it in a future podcast. That is all we have for today. We wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss things to consider when bringing a puppy home this holiday season. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share it with others, like, comment, and come back for future episodes. Thank you again for spending the time with me. Have a great week. And again, happy Thanksgiving.